Amen. Well, we are continuing on this uh, series about the cross of Christ. And today I am uh, speaking on the, this aspect of the victory of the cross. And, um, but whilst we were worshiping, I felt uh, some few prompting in my spirit. don't want to make my time hard, but uh, just stick to uh, what I feel the Lord has been doing and what he wants to do. I think it was said earlier on in the very first prayer time that uh, I came and led. I felt the Lord was clearly saying that he is here to set people free. That these words should not just be sung. They need to be experienced. And in order for it to be a reality, there must be something from you. In order for you to tap into what God has made already available. Otherwise, church becomes a religion. It becomes a, a social club. It becomes a, a place we go once in a while just to warm up the seats and to meet a couple of friends. But it's more than that. We are in this uh, Easter season where it is all about the demonstration of the power of God. The creator of the whole of universe who came and took his, uh, your sin, my sin, upon himself on, the, on that cross. And as he died, the Bible says all of our sins, anything that could ever condemn us was laid upon him. And after his death, three days later, it was impossible for death to hold him captive. He rose again. And he's given you and I life. And this is not just to be sung. It is not just to be told. It's not just to be preached. It's not just to be shared. It is to be lived. And in order for that to be lived, I believe we need to step up in not only in terms of the information we got. I think the last time I spoke here, I gave you three aspects of things that happen during any church service or any Bible study. You first and foremost get information about what the Bible says. So it is good to know the stories behind and the whole background information and all of that. So it is information. It is good. It is edifying. It brings light and understanding. But you don't just want to stop to the information you get about Jesus was in Galilee and he went to Samaria and so on and so forth. What behind that? So beyond that information, you need to go for revelation. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians that we will, Paul was praying. He said, I pray that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in his knowledge. So there must be a revelation. That is an insight from the word of God that brings light, enlightenment, and makes you to understand the deep meaning of something. So that takes you to that place where some uh, biblical scholars talk about rima, that is a specific word coming to address a specific situation in your life. But when even you get that, you can get all the rimas, all the revelations, but if there is no openness to uh, 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 act upon it and to take it for yourself, let me tell you, it will just be that. So beyond the revelation, you need to open up. You need to connect to receive an impartation. 
When the Bible talks about Jesus when he was speaking, and then the eyes of the people were open, and the Spirit came upon them. The same thing happened in the book of Acts, when Peter was preaching and sharing, and then the Spirit fell upon the people. And as the Spirit fell, then lives were changed. Lives were transformed. And that is where I want us to be today. We don't want to just get the information. We don't want to just get uh, the amazing revelation. A lot of people are up to revelation. We want the deep things. Yes. But when you have it, and so what? We want impartation. We want to be transformed. We want to be blessed. And it is okay to be selfish on that occasion. Amen? Amen. It's fine. Because in order for you to be a blessing, you need to be blessed first, isn't it? You can only give what you've got. So I want you to be in that place today. And I believe the presence of God here is so tangible. I believe God is up to something in the life of someone here. Amen? Amen. And so this aspect of talking about the, 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 the cross of Christ and the victory that we have in it, the whole purpose of this preaching is about for us to explore the cross and how it has defeated Satan and all his evil powers, not only in the world, but in us personally. Because it is good to know that, oh yeah, Jesus has come, and a lot of us, we know that. But yet, we are struggling with things that he has already dealt with. It is not normal. You need to go from the information, from the revelation, to the personalization of that truth. And that is what I will try and bring to you today. Amen? So the first thing that I want to cover is to know how did Jesus win a victory over Satan and evil powers? The Bible makes it very clear, and I will, through this, uh, uh, read a couple of scriptures. But the Bible makes it very clear that Jesus triumphed over the powers of the enemy through his death and vindicated uh, 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 the whole of humanity through his uh, resurrection. And we want to have a, a, a short, I mean, yeah, short reading in the book of um, Colossians uh, chapter Two, Colossians chapter 2 from verse 13. I think you could have it on the, the screen. Yeah. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 to 15. It reads, oh no, this is King James. I don't think that is what you have there. I need to go to... NLT, so that we read the same thing. Sorry about that. Uh, NLT, where are you? Okay, good. It says, You were dead because of your sins, and because of your sinful nature was not yet uh, cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away. By nailing it to the cross. I pray that this will be a reality. It is not just an information. Get the revelation of it. Amen? It says in verse 15, In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Hallelujah. Jesus, by his death, and his resurrection, 
He proved to the powers of darkness. He proved to Satan himself. That third day, we'll be celebrating that at Easter. There will be more details on that. But the, 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 the power of death could not hold him captive. Death itself was faced by the spirit of the living God. The body of Jesus that was led into the tomb, I'm sure, started decaying. But the spirit of the Lord came and made an open show and defeated the enemy and took from the enemy the keys of death. And that means any area that is equal or that is a symbol of death in you and in my life has been defeated. So through this teaching, quickly I want to share with you six steps on Christ's conquest over the enemy or the devil as uh, uh, you call it. Amen? And this is to establish our understanding of the process of the whole conquest of Jesus' triumph over death and how we can apply it to our lives from a practical point of view. And again, my thing today is, uh, look, don't just get the information. Many of us, all of these things, we know them already. If not, maybe most of it. But I pray that as you are reminded these things, that you will capture the deep meaning. You will understand that now is the time for you to display that same authority uh, wherever the Lord puts you. So the first uh, aspect, the first conquest, uh, is uh, it was predicted uh, in the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. In Genesis 3 15, and it, it says, uh, uh, God said, and I will put uh, or I will cause uh, hostility. I have in mind in King James, so I tend to quote King James, but we need to... Uh, because we are in a modern day, we need to read uh, uh, modern translations. Uh, so, and I don't know those uh, in, by heart. But anyway, so let us read it. And I will put, uh, you see, I keep on saying what I have in mind. I'll cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. That uh, prediction was made about Jesus. He wasn't yet come. I mean, he was God in heaven. But in the Old Testament, Adam and Eve were given this reality, this authority when they were made and they were given authority over the whole of humanity because of their yielding to the enemy. God said this, that I will put enmity between the devil or the serpent and man. And there will be a continuous fight, a continuous battle. But the good news is that we will crush the head of that serpent. And you need to know that. The enemy is not supposed to have ultimate victory over you. That is not on. So the second aspect of the conquest, it began with the ministry of Jesus. So the promise was made since the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, but it began in the ministry of Jesus. With Jesus here on earth, what did he do? He went about casting out demons, healing the sick, doing all kinds of spiritual stuff and also practical stuff. And refusing and opposing the devil and his temptations, he showed us the way. Because Jesus didn't come as God only, he came as human. Remember, he said, whatsoever you see me doing, you will do also. So if Jesus was able to oppose and resist the enemy, the Bible says in the book of James, that resist the devil and he will do what? 
He will flee from you. So the third aspect of that conquest uh, was achieved through his death on the cross. At the cross in uh, 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 the Bible, or in, uh, at Golgotha, what happened is that uh, the Bible says uh, the day Jesus was crucified, all the demons, all the evil spirits, Satan himself, they all came on him. And any challenge, any difficulty, any trouble we have in life is a consequence of the enemy's doing. So when they all came on him, at that day in all of creation, there wasn't any human being possessed. They all came on the cross because they wanted to prove and they wanted to make sure that they had him. Amen? So the promise that was made, the conquest that was promised, the conquest that was in place, it was achieved by the death of Jesus on the cross. So, but through that death, please understand that Jesus took all of our infirmities, all of our challenges, anything past, present, and future was laid upon him. And we need to come to understand that because many of us, we feel so unworthy, we feel so ill-equipped, that we are not worth God's grace or God's blessing and so on and so forth. These are lies from the enemy. That leads us to the fourth conquest. That is, it was confirmed and announced through his resurrection. Not only that Jesus died, which we, will be, uh, uh, we are celebrating during this season, but uh, he also rose again. And when he rose, he rose with victory. He rose with power. He rose with defeating the enemy. And we need to register that. I know, uh, later on I'll be talking about the dilemma of knowing how we say that Jesus has defeated uh, the devil, but yet we are faced with challenges on a day-to-day basis. The difficulty is how to, to balance that, how to, to reconcile the two. And it comes through, I believe, deeper revelation and understanding of the word of your position or your identity in Christ. So that conquest extended the fifth aspect. It was extended to the church. That not only Jesus rose from the, uh, from the dead, but as he rose, he rose with the church. That is why Paul the Apostle could say in the book of Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but not I. But Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live it in the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for for me. So through your new birth, through your identification to the death and the resurrection of Christ, let me tell you, if you are born again, you are living the life of the resurrected Christ. Your spirit is regenerated. We have this wrong mentality that, oh, I need to be a stronger uh, uh, spiritually. And by that, we, need, oh, we, mean, we even go and say it, that I need to grow uh, uh, my spirit being. How can you grow your spirit? I mean, I'm born and that is me. Uh, I mean, it is over. It is finished. I could never improve on the spirit of God that is in me. Do you get that? The only spirit you are going to have is the one you have. You are not going to get a better spirit, a greater spirit. So we need to change our mindsets. Some of us were taught wrongly. We need to replace that rubbish teaching. Amen? Amen. Now you're not happy. (laughs) So it was extended to the church. And that is where John chapter 14 verse 12 that I quoted earlier, Jesus said, the things you see me do, 
the same will you do. And greater things or greater works than this. Why? Because the spirit that, rose, uh, uh, that uh, brought Jesus back from uh, death, that rose him up, uh, that same spirit. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse uh, uh, 17, that as he is, uh, so are we here in this world. Not up there in heaven. It's here. But do we actually feel that we are like Jesus here? It's not his fault. It's our, ours. It's the mind. It's our understanding. And we need to get away from the lies of the flesh, the lies of the body, the limitations, and get more acquainted, more alive to the truth of the Spirit and display that power that is in, in there. So the sixth aspect of this conquest, uh, it was uh, completed uh, in the, uh, uh, it is to be completed in the return and the new creation that as Jesus comes back, uh, he will uh, display. So that will be completed at that time. And we are looking forward to that. But until then, what do we do here? So my point here now is about what is the application of this truth? This demonstration of power by Jesus going to the cross, taking upon himself my illness. So why is it that I'm, uh, so many of us are sick? If Jesus took all of my problems, why is it that we are faced with so many challenges, so many problems? Why? Because we are still in this uh, fallen world. We are not up there yet. We are not in the fullness of all the truths. Amen? So until we see the full manifestation of the victory of Christ, we need to work in connection, in partnership with the Holy Spirit to exercise the authority over Satan and all his devices, over sin and death and all kinds of problems that are attached to it. And like I said, the dilemma is that uh, is about uh, the here and not yet. See, through the promises and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we can experience victory. We can experience breakthrough. We can experience the truth of the gospel. But that comes only through the understanding of the word. The Bible says uh, you and I, when we were born, we were brought up with all kinds of things, uh, all kinds of teachings. Uh, that is why when we are born again, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2, do not conform yourself to this world, but be ye transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind. If you can't change the way you think, you cannot change the way you live. So the challenge is about, am I believing what I feel, what I have in me, what I hear that is contrary to the word of God, or I believe to what the Bible says? It is our choice. And depending on the choice you make, on the basis of the limit, uh, the limit of your faith, that is what you experience. And you know what? God wants us all to experience that victorious life. He wants us all. They are not some super uh, uh, beings, uh, some special people who have a particular uh, specific grace that is given unto them. All of us, we are part of uh, that uh, uh, team to uh, display the power and the glory of God. Amen? Amen. But once I talk about victory, I need to make it very clear that we live in a very challenging world. 
Whoever talks about victory in Christ must also refer to the crucifixion, pain, battle against sin, and suffering that we are faced with on a daily basis. For me to stand here and say, oh, you are never going to be in pain, you are never going to, it is not true. I, know, I mean, we don't need to struggle. You need to just uh, be real to yourself and you see. You can have victory in this area, but that area you are challenged. But that is the good news. That will keep us on our toes. That will keep us continuing with him. Because if some of us, we had everything it, uh, done, would not be at church today. You didn't get that, did you? Let me tell you, the victory of Jesus Christ on the cross has redeemed us on three main aspects that I want you to register. He has redeemed us from all sins, all guilt, and all the curse of the law. Galatians chapter 3 verse 16 says, He has redeemed us from the curse of the law. For it is written, curse is the one who is hanged on the cross. Jesus was hanged to take away your, any curse. Any limitation. Now, how am I going to bring that into reality? He has redeemed us, I said, from all sins, all guilt, and all curse. Past, present, and future. So come to the terms with the truth of the gospel, which says that Christ has, has paid the price. That is why it is said in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 1, because of the work of Christ on the cross, uh, there is now therefore no more condemnation. Many of us, we are unable to release the provision that God has for us simply because there is this voice of condemnation that we keep on hearing. The devil still keeps you captive by things that you did. You've repented from all the sins of the past, all that you can remember. You have even started repenting from the sins that you will commit in the future. That's not right. That's demonic. That's satanic. When you confess, believe and accept that you are forgiven and move on. Amen. So I really want you to understand, in spite of what comes our way, and maybe some of us right now may be faced with a challenging situation, health issues, challenges in finances, family, all kinds of things. But I have a promise. I have a good news for you. God says, I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. My son rose again for you to have ultimately victory. This is the truth of the gospel. Jesus didn't resurrect for us to wait until when we get to heaven. Whilst we are here, we need to start demonstrating that truth. It is by engaging with it. Nobody can do it on your behalf. Somebody can believe with you or stand with you, but in order for you to live the truth of that uh, reality, you need to do it yourself. That is where it says in the book of Luke chapter 10, and again, sorry, I'm not reading the NLT, I'm just quoting the, old, uh, the King James. Uh, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon all, not some, all the powers of the enemy. No, you should be more excited than that. God has given us that authority. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. And he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Let me tell you what stands on our way is the power of sin. But sin has been defeated. Sin has been conquered. 
You are no more bound. You are no more a slave. You are free. And the Bible says, uh, 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 John chapter 8, verse 36, the one the son says free is what? Free indeed. Maybe you need to say that to yourself. I am free indeed. I meant you should repeat it. I am free indeed. Free indeed. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 to 13. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Verse 12, God's purpose was that uh, we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ will bring praise and glory to God. Verse 13, and now you Gentiles, uh, all of us, amen, have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit who he promised long ago. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I can do all things. It doesn't look like it. When I look at my circumstances, the enemy will show me all the impossibilities, all the limitations. But I will not focus on my flesh. I will not focus on my uh, uh, soul. But I will focus on the spirit aspect. The Bible says in the realm of the spirit, you and I, we are already blessed. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, it says, oh, God, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Not that he will bless us. We are already blessed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Spiritually speaking, yeah. all we need to do is to connect to that spiritual truth and release it by faith. No one is going to do it for you. And I believe this year we are going to experience amazing changes. And many of us, we are not going to take the lies of the enemy anymore. Those sicknesses that we've been praying for so long, this year they have to go. That giant must fall. That demon must, has been defeated. And we want to leave it. Enough is enough. Ephesians 1, 17 to 22. Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you the spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. That is where all is focused on. That is your, the level of your understanding. The level of your uh, 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 faith. It says, verse 18, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that uh, you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his uh, rich and glorious inheritance. Let me tell you, that is what the Bible says. We are his holy people. You, many of us will wait maybe when we are dead and then uh, the Catholic Church will make a, a whatever a, a gathering a, 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 and decree that, oh, holy this. No! Born again, you are the saints. Now, some of you find it difficult to get But I pray that this truth will resonate with you. Amen. Where was I? Verse 19. <laughs> I also pray, thank you, Pastor. I also pray that you will uh, understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that you and I will have. I love that. 
That's why I'm not afraid to pray for anything. Actually, I go with confidence in praying for everything because I'm not, I have no name to preserve. I have no reputation. It is him. It is him. And because he is, uh, it is his reputation that is at stake. He has to do it. Because I brag about him, don't I? I always brag about him. And you know what? He has never failed me. Verse 21. Now he is uh, far above any ruler or authority. I love that. Or power or leader of, or anything else. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. Some people will read that and they say, oh, but that is Jesus. But let me tell you, when you are born again, you have the spirit of Jesus in you. So when God says that he's raised and he's seated in heavenly places, let me tell you, even though we are here physically, and that is the problem many of us, we cannot understand spiritual truths. And my prayer is that God will break that unbelief and make you come to the place of complete understanding of the integrity of the word of God. When God says you are here, but yet you are seated in heavenly places, he means it. And that is where you carry your authority. Amen. The victory won can be lived at different stages, depending on your level of understanding of what the spirit, the soul, and the body is all about. And that is where you need to work out something. Amen? I quoted earlier in the King James, Romans 12, verse 2, the more you understand, the more you exercise authority and have resource over the devil. That is sickness, challenges, finances, all kinds of problems. You will understand the power to defeat the enemy. The power of Christ displayed at the cross is to be lived today through the Christian through the son of God, through the daughter of God, you are qualified. It is not about who I am by myself, but it is who I am through Christ. So the victory of the cross has been made available to the church. Let us live it out. Let us be, look, let me tell you, the truth is sometimes you pray, you think you believe, and you wait and you don't see. Don't be discouraged. Keep on praying. Keep on pushing. Keep on believing. One day, the one who has won has made you a victor who makes sure that it will confirm that which has been said concerning you. I am here to declare to the powers that are fallen, to the enemy and all his agents, that you as a child of God, you have been empowered to be a victor. And you are not born to be a victim anymore. So from today, I stand in the office of a prophet and I declare that all the defeated aspects of your life are over in the name of Jesus. I bring under judgment the powers that came against you. You may live through some of them now, but let me tell you, all about you is not what you have now, what you feel now. It is also in the realm of the spirit. And in that realm, you are an overcomer. You are a victor. You are not going to be. You already are. It will align. Some of us, we will get it even right here, right now in this service. Others will have it in 
in 24 hours, others next week or whatever. But God has displayed that power for us to live it. Amen. Do you get that? Shall we give a big amen to the Lord? Shall we stand please? I hope I'm good with time. Amen. We want to respond to this. We want to pray. You want to make your own prayer first before I, uh, on the basis of what you've heard, you want to talk to God. Before I make any appeal. Enter into that closet and let this word resonate. Something that I said that maybe you do not live yet. Pray and connect to God. I'll leave it to you for 30 seconds. For you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you, there is no one else like you, for you are great, you do miracles. So great, there is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. Father, you deserve the glory, you deserve the honor, you deserve the adoration. Even as we have gathered here today. My prayer is that you will bring every soul under the sound of my voice to enter this mystery of it is all done. It is finished. That we don't have to struggle. We don't have to force it. We just have to connect to what you have already provided. So right now I want, before we close, I want to, to pray for some people. I want us to pray together actually. You want to experience the mystery of the cross in your life and your circumstances. It is not about preaching about it. <laughs> no. It is not about reading about it. But it is about living it. And like I said, the victory of the cross can be experienced at different stages. All of us, we are work in progress, aren't we? We are at a level where we need to go further. So if you are in that place, and in order for you to experience the victory, let me tell you, there are a couple of people here. It is not about going to church. It is not about praying and calling upon Jesus. The name Jesus means Savior. When you call upon him, he will answer. It doesn't need you to have a particular relationship to answer your prayer. That's why in non-Christian countries, people go and do crusades and many people are healed. And after that, they continue in their idol worship. The Bible says, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is saved is what? 
deliverance, healing, and so on and so forth. But until you give your life to Jesus, until you believe in your heart, until you confess with your mom, let me tell you, all of that promise is not yours. It doesn't matter how many times you've been to church. It doesn't matter you can even be a pastor. We know a story of John Wesley, when who was already a priest, but never had the revelation of who Jesus was. He was en route to America to go and preach a God that he didn't even know personally until he had an encounter. He said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going back to England. So he returned and uh, made that history. The Bible talks about uh, this young man, Samuel, serving God, but he didn't know him. It is a mass to give your life to Jesus, to make a confession, either openly or personally, but it needs to come from the heart. So you may be here among us. You haven't made that before. You may be here faced with all kinds of difficulties. I want you to understand as the cross is raised, sicknesses are healed. As the cross is raised, challenges are melted. As the cross is raised, so today we want to experience and I am, take me by my word. I put God to the task. Let us try him today. And let us give him a month. God, I want to experience you. So if you are in that place where you want something extra, you want to experience the mystery of that victory, you talk about it, you hear about it, but you experience it at a certain level that you want more. I want you to, uh, to show God by raising your hands. You want to identify, say, I want more. I want to experience the mystery. Praise God. I want to go deeper. I don't know how it's going to be, but I want to live it. Some people talk about it. I've never really experienced it. Or I have experienced it at a level, but I want to experience it at a greater, a higher level. Lift up your hands and let us pray together. Amen. There's so many of you, so I can't ask you to come forward. So we want to believe God. Father, as we come, by this symbolic raise of our hands, we are saying, I surrender. We are saying, Lord, we want more of you. You see all these hands raised. And Lord, my prayer as the challenge puts to you is that in this month, we will experience the mystery of the resurrected Christ. The power in the victory of the cross. We, are, we have signed up to experience it one way or the other. And therefore I prophesy in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. That that challenge that you have been faced with for years comes to an end this month. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. That job that you have been looking for comes to you this month. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I command that sickness to melt and to come out of your body. In the name of Jesus, receive grace to overcome. Receive the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to be a victor. 
today I declare a change of status over your lives. I command every challenge to bow before the authority of the name of Jesus that you carry. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. And we look forward for a month full of testimonies. This is our month of consolidation. All that you have done in the realm of the Spirit, we will live it out and we will testify. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you the honor. Shall we give a big clap offering unto Jesus? And shout a big amen. Now we can do better than that. Amen. Amen. God bless you. So we're going to continue our service singing this great hymn, Living Hope. God has brought victory to us. I'm moving with the microphone. Awesome. Amen. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven And spoke your name into the night Then through the darkness Your loving kindness Throw through the shadows of my soul The work is finished The end is written Jesus Christ, my living Who could imagine So great a mercy what heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame. The cross I spoken, I am forgiven. The King of Kings calls me His own. Beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever. Jesus Christ, my living Lord. So hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living Hallelujah. Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. This grip on me, you have broken every chain. 
salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Then came the morning that sealed the promise, your buried body began to breathe out of the silence the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me let's sing that again then came the morning then came the morning that sealed the promise your very body began to breathe Give a clap, my friend. Shout